Bonjour. Welcome to the Cognac Expert Calendar podcast, hosted by Taylor. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Grégoire Lucas from Cognac Marangeville. How are you today, Grégoire? Today everything's going very well. We're deep into our distillation period right now, so it's a pleasant pleasant routine, let's say. It's cloudy out, it's getting cold out, but we're good, we're comfortable inside. Who are you and what do you do at Cognac Marangeville? So I'm Grégoire, and I've got multiple activities all related to Cognac. We've got vineyards, we have a distillery, and we also have our brand, Cognac Marangeville, that we are managing. And what cognac will we be tasting today? So today we're going to be tasting the Exemplaire Cognac, which actually has just been released. So the Exemplaire series is always a, a series of limited editions. Once the previous edition reaches its end, we try and come out with a new one. So for this year, of course, it's a Grand Champagne Cognac, Cognac Marangeville. It's a quality EXO, legally speaking, but the aging period of the eau de vie are from 30 years and above for this particular cognac. We wanted to select eau de vie from our stock that really demonstrate uh, a distillation with the lees and the long aging period that's required from that. So we've got the classic Grand Champagne aromas, I would say. Uh, we've got Rancio, of course. And then there's this note of like, um, we call it orange amer in French. It's like an orange, a bitter orange jam. And yeah, so this is a cognac all about showing distillation on the lees and a long aging period. And so for those who are just getting introduced to Marangeville, can you quickly present the range and then the differences between the classic range and the exemplaire series? So our classic range consists of three cognacs. We've got the VSOP, a blended cognac, all from the Grand Champagne, with an age of about eight years. We're always looking for softness with this cognac. Uh, so it is a young cognac, but it is already quite surprising. It's got a nice length in the mouth, but always, always, always this, this nice softness. Then we have the, the 10-year-old which we call a 10-year-old because the youngest eau de vie in the blend is 10 years old. Of course, it, it could be called an XO because the average age is actually around 15 years old, but it's, a, it's more of a cognac, a tasting cognac for pleasant, easygoing moments. It's not too intellectual. You don't have to think too much when tasting the 10-year-old. Some notes of rancio start to arrive. The orange, the, the bitter orange jam starts to, to show up. So it's yeah, it's a great it's a great pleasant easygoing moment cognac to taste. Yes, exactly. Then there's the XO, which is actually my preferred cognac in the range. It has an average age of around 35 years old. So we really like this cognac because of its balance and the, the first the, the, the aromas that we get. And then in the mouth, yeah, it's a, it's a very soft, complex cognac with a really interesting length and that still surprises me each time I, I taste this cognac and, and take my time with it. I would also say that it's more of a cognac for a connoisseur, but on the other hand, somebody who's just getting into cognac and wants to, to find their way, 
it's a great way to discover what an old cognac is. It's a very soft cognac. All the flavors are really melted, and great length in the mouth, and it's a cognac where, where connoisseurs and beginners alike can sort of find their way when tasting and smelling this cognac. And concerning the Exemplaire series, what was the idea or concept behind these releases, which now is at its fourth edition? The idea with Exemplaire is to break away from our standard range concept and do something perhaps even a little bit more creative. On our standard range that we just talked about, we're trying to reproduce the same thing, the same blend as best we can each year. And so for Exemplaire, we're not at all restricted to anything. We just free ourselves from all of that and we do something new each time. It could be a brut de fou, so a cast strength cognac. It could be a blend of multiple casks. Everything's open. The only thing that we're really looking for with the Exemplaire series is that we have a cognac from the Grand Champagne. That's all we make anyway. It has to be a quality EXO. And we always want to respect that Marangeville spirit, which is our cognacs need to be soft, they need to be balanced. Uh, but other than that, it's it's really like we have a we have a blank a blank slate, and we, and, and we yeah we, we do something new each time. And for this fourth edition, is it a blend of multiple casks? Yes, this is definitely a blend of multiple casks. We really were looking for eau de vie or casks that had the notes of this orange confit, this sort of orange jam. Also, it's a distillation on the lees, which is really important and maybe is a little bit different from what we normally do. So the cognac will have a little bit more stuffing, it will be more opulent, and it will be an EXO cognac that's got more body than, say, our standard EXO. And so if you can share this, when we talk about distillation on the lees, what percentage are we talking about? Is it 5%, 10% lees, 3% lees? So generally speaking, if you just take a, a, a normal wine and distill it, there will be about 2 to 3% lees in the wine. It's true that sometimes we distill wines without the lees. So we, we pull out those lees, which means we can use them to sort of enrich in other wines with more lees than they currently have, the 2 to 3%. The thing with the distilling on the lees is that you have to be very careful because the lee can actually settle to the bottom of the chaudière and they can actually stick to the bottom of the chaudière, which is very risky because we can actually then get these aromas that are not at all wanted during the distillation. So it's a, it's a distillation process that's actually very delicate because we need to make sure that the lees, however many are used, are not sticking to the bottom of the chaudière in the, in the pot still. And so what can you do then to prevent the lee from sticking to the bottom of the chaudière and the alambic? To avoid this, we try and put everything in the chaudière at the very last minute. Also, technically speaking, we have a team of mixers, let's say, that are permanently mixing or trying to blend and stirring the lee with the wine 
so that the lit can actually rise up before putting it in the chaudière. In the cellar, is this a humid cellar or a dry cellar that these barrels aged in? So we're actually very lucky to have two different types of shea. We have dry cellars and humid cellars. And for these exemplaires, we, we kind of pick and choose from whichever shea we, we think is adapted for the cognac. For the really old cognacs like this one, we generally age them in humid cellars that are actually situated right next to the Charente River. So very humid. And for the alcohol level, what is this uh, edition bottled at? Yes, this cognac is bottled slightly above 43%. It's actually at 43.1% exactly. We did not want to reduce at all. We felt that at 43%, the, the balance was really perfect and exactly what we were looking for. It's already an eau de vie, it's a cognac that's very, really rich. And so it could handle this slightly elevated alcohol level. Also, we, went, we didn't want to risk reducing because quite simply, once you reduce, you can never go back up. And so we really liked where it was at 43%, didn't want to risk the reduction, so we left it there and we bottled it. So let's move to a tasting note. How would you describe the nose of this cognac? I'd characterize this nose as very expressive. And we've got a really nice note of rancio, which I think also comes from this distillation on lees with the long aging period. It's something that's very rich. And when we taste the cognac, you immediately get this feeling of stuffing. There's body to it and it needs to explode in the mouth, and it does. What we're always looking for with these exemplaires cognacs are cognacs that are expressive and open immediately. They need to be right in front of you and not, don't take too much time to open up and, and, and express themselves and show their strength. We want all of the aromas and all of the notes on the, on the palate to arrive one after the other. If there's one note that I think dominates here, it's the orange. But we can also find other fruit notes, uh, but more like fresh fruit notes, and then also some sort of compote fruit, so cooked down stewed fruit a little bit. It's got a really nice length, and it's got this natural sweetness that really adds to the complexity and overall balance of the cognac. So just a last question. I, I imagine that a lot of our listeners know and appreciate really well the Marocheville Exo, which is sort of a, a grand classique for us. This is probably a difficult question, but how would you compare the Exo and then this exemplaire number four? I would definitely say these two cognacs are obviously from the same family. They have the same DNA. So let's just say they're, they're two cousins that are, that are very close to one another. They like to play together, exchange ideas together, talk together. Yet they basically have the same age. Uh, the exemplaire number four is a little bit younger than the EXO, but, but still, these are very similar cognacs and they have a lot of common characteristics. I think somebody who already knows and likes the EXO will definitely find their place and enjoy the exemplaire number four. I would also say that the exemplaire number four is a little bit more masculine than the EXO because it's got an extra dose of richness and aromatic strength. 
Well, thank you very much, Grégoire. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your responses. I wish you very, very happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the Cognac Expert Calendar Podcast. All bottles of this calendar can be found on cognacexpert.com. Tomorrow is another day, another cognac. Au revoir.